are listening to the Q's Podcast, episode 95. Hello, Q's Podcast Nation. Welcome to the 95th episode of the Q's Podcast. My name is James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. On behalf of Credit Union Executive Society, we thank you for making this program part of your day and taking cues on the go. As you know, we use this podcast platform to speak with credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. It means a lot to us that you keep coming back to the show. What it truly means is that you value your own professional development. And chances are you're listening to this even outside of your normal work time schedule. We've had a lot of fun and exciting guests in this podcast. But what's also exciting is that you, that's right, you, you could play a part of a very monumental episode we're inviting you to participate in our 100th episode coming up soon we want to know what you like about the show what keeps you coming back to the show or even interested in a question you may have about the credit union industry we'll find a subject matter expert between now and the 100th episode to help answer that question We'll be picking a couple people to do that in order for this to potentially happen. We need to hear from you. So for us to be able to use your response in the 100th anniversary show, simply call 1-800-252-2664, extension 322. We'll also enter you in a drawing for a pair of Bluetooth earbuds. That number again is 1-800-252-2664, extension 322. Thanks for your support the Q's podcast. Now our guest for today is someone who has just released several big projects all in this very challenging year. He released his book entitled Banking on Digital Growth. It's already a bestseller. He started a new podcast and he is one of the instructors for the Q School of Strategic Marketing taking place in September. That's a virtual program that offers blended learning with structured flexibility. You can find out more information about the school and how to register at cues.org slash S-O-S-M. James Robert Lay is who I'm talking about. He's one of the world's leading digital marketing advisors for financial brands. As the founder and CEO of the Digital Growth Institute, he has guided more than 475 credit unions and other financial institutions on a mission to simplify digital marketing strategies that empower financial brands to maximize their digital growth potential. James Robert has been named one of the financial brand's top global financial services influencers to follow and is frequently featured in industry publications. In this episode, James offers an analogy between the music industry and what we're seeing today in digital growth. He sheds light on how the pandemic has changed how credit unions should be communicating with their members. He also shares what he feels are the three biggest mistakes financial institutions are making and on the flip side, what he believes are the three biggest opportunities for credit unions. Here's my interview with James Robert Lay. All right, James, it's always great to have you as a guest on the show. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you very much, James. Now, James, I think it's pretty neat for our listeners to know 
that one of the last times I saw you in person, we were both in Cleveland at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you, you, James, Robert Lay, <laughs> were playing a live mini concert, an impromptu performance on guitar and uh, in one of their exhibit halls. And, and the crowd that you gathered were kind of amazed by your work, including me, impressed by your musical skills. That was such a, a cool experience. You know, it, it had been years at least probably 15 years since I last touched a guitar. And really, it's, it's one of those wow. things. It's like riding a bike. You, 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 you pick it up and you, you, it's a little rusty at first. And, but no, that was, that was a fun, that was a really fun experience to, to get to hang out with, uh, with everyone from Q's in the school of marketing. And it, it was, it was an enjoyable experience. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe seriously. It was that long. Yeah. You really, it's really, really it was. Wow. You are still very talented. He must have been quite the, the player. Of course, uh, we were in Cleveland for the 2019 Q School of Strategic Marketing then. Uh, you and Amy Herbig were there to lead a very large group of credit union marketing professionals for the Q's four-day school. I know music has been such a big part of your life for a long time, and uh, it was so much fun to witness excellence in your performance. You still got it, James. <laughs> Thanks, man. To stay on the theme of music a bit more, though, what analogy can you provide, James, between music or the music industry and what's going on right now, what we're seeing today in terms of digital growth? So two things popped in my mind uh, with that question. Number one was a video, and you can actually find this on YouTube, of the CEO of Tower Records back in the early 2000s saying, kids are always going to want to come into Tower Records to listen to music. Well... <laughs> We see where Tower Records is today, along with a lot of other once very successful traditional retailers. Number two is what has happened in the music industry has happened in the financial services space, the credit union space. And that is number one, music was digitized. We went from the eight track to the cassette. And Wait a minute, before, back up. What was that? We went no, from the yeah, no, I was saying, yeah, you back it up. We went from the record <laughs> to the eight track to the cassette to the CD <laughs> to MP3, but we're not done yet because what is music now? Music is now streaming you know, with Spotify and Pandora primarily. And so music was digitized from the physical world to the digital and now the streaming world. Number two, music was democratized, meaning who used to own the music, it was the record labels. And yeah, you could argue the record labels still own the music today, but they don't. Even consumers don't own the music anymore. Music has been democratized to the fact that, like think about Justin Bieber for a moment. Justin Bieber got big because of digitization and democratization, YouTube. And so anyone now can 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 hit it big in the in the music space just like we're seeing not anyone starting a bank or starting a credit union but what we're seeing is the explosion of fintech and what fintech is focused on is like music micro niche markets or micro problems and for credit unions it's like death by a thousand cuts and that brings us to the third challenge which is the demonetization of music where a CD used to cost $15, $18. Well, I can stream and get the entire library of music 
for less than $15 a month with my Spotify subscription. And so the revenue models of music have had to transform over time, just like the revenue models of financial brands and credit unions in particular must transform beyond the traditional thinking of net interest income, non-interest income, et cetera. Wow, I, I'm glad I asked you that question. Yeah, that uh, is a great analogy. Uh, for what's going on. That's that's real neat. James, it's probably a good idea to take a step back and provide some broader context. When you speak of digital growth, mm. what do you mean by digital growth and what all fits under that umbrella of digital growth? Well, I think we need to academically define digital growth so that there's a unified definition known throughout the entire credit union, top to bottom, bottom to top. And, and the way that we academically define digital growth here, it's, it's a systematic process that is really centered around the modern consumer journey. And it unifies four key players internally. Number one, marketing. Number two, sales. Number three, operations. And number four, IT. And through this unification, we're all working towards three primary goals increasing traffic to the website, generating leads from the website from that traffic, and then third, converting those leads into loans and deposits. And the way that we have to do this is by positioning the credit union beyond the commoditized great rates and amazing service and lookalike laundry list of bulleted features that every other financial brand promotes. You know, one thing I think about right there is, are you referencing, you know, driving value helping first kind of model uh, before, Absolutely. you know, sell, selling. Absolutely. I mean, one of the mantras that, that we teach at Q's is help first, sell second. And that's a big transformational shift for a lot of people to make in their own mind and then have to take that back internally and recommunicate that. But whenever that commitment is owned internally, that is where digital growth begins to happen. Why is there so much confusion over digital growth for financial brands? Well, um, it's, it's number one, it's not having that unified definition. And I think too, when, when we ask and we assess and we audit and we diagnose uh, a credit union's position when it comes to what is digital growth, specifically at the executive team, the responses are things like, well, it's mobile banking, it's, it's online banking, um, it's remote deposit capture, or, or maybe from the marketing side, it's, it's social media. Um, if we're looking at mobile banking and online banking and remote, that's all service. That's all the service part of the business. Digital growth is about acquisition. And if we're defining digital growth as, well, that's social media or that's digital ads. No, those are just tactics that fall under the larger strategy of digital growth, which once again, drive traffic to the website, increase leads, increase loans and deposits. Awesome. Now, Obviously, very challenging time right now. How has the pandemic changed how credit unions should be communicating with their members? Well, we have to look at consumer behavior continuing to shift in this post-COVID world. A lot of branches are still closed. Um, now, they might be appointment only, but mobile banking is increasing particularly in larger aged or older age demographics to where mobile banking adoption wasn't as high before. Will that behavior change whenever the branches fully open back up again? 
I don't think so because people are realizing how easy it is to do the transactional side of business on their mobile device. Uh, number two, it's what are people shopping for right now? Um, and it's the, it's the pausing of the traditional promotional side of credit union marketing to where it's shifting to that perspective, once again, of help first, sell second, because I even think something more important has to be quote unquote sold, which is we have to communicate hope. The stress level that people were feeling before COVID has exponentially increased post-COVID, the financial stress that is. And people are looking not just for help, they're looking for hope and someone to guide them beyond the current realities and get them to at least some level of security and then to a bigger, better, brighter future. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to take a little advantage of your network, your great network that you have and all the communications that you do. What, in your mind, are the three or three of the biggest mistakes financial institutions are making? And then on the flip side, what are, in your mind, three of the biggest opportunities for financial institutions such as credit unions? I love this question and it really fits into so nicely of, of, of what we teach at cues through the model of how do you want to grow, grow being an acronym of what are your goals, what are the roadblocks and what are the opportunities. So let's look at the roadblocks first and foremost. Number one, and they're all interconnected. Number one, not having a defined digital growth strategy in the first place. We're still seeing in 2020 in a post-COVID world, around 85% of financial brands have not taken the time to stop and pause to actually diagnose where they're at and where they could go next. Because what happens when they have no strategy, they dabble in digital Credit unions are dabbling in digital, meaning they've done a lot of digital tactics, but it's not through the unified lens of growth. And so what, is, what does that yield? It yields frustration um, that we've tried some of this. It hasn't worked. It yields confusion. We know this is important, but what do we need to do next? And it yields overwhelmment because as the speed of change continues to quicken because of digital credit unions and marketers in particular get stuck in what we call the circle of chaos. And the good news is, is, is they don't have to stay stuck there. Because on the flip side of the equation, what are the greatest opportunities? Very first and foremost, gaining clarity into the future. And when you gain clarity into future growth opportunities, you naturally overcome the fear of the unknown that holds so many credit unions back from making progress in the first place. So looking at the world in a whole new vantage point, is, is one of the biggest opportunities through, through gaining clarity. I, I, I think the other is really helping to build courage internally and, and, and building courage to commit. Uh, and a lot of that comes from that perspective of strategic thinking, of strategic planning with a digital first or a digital growth mindset. Because when we look at the way that the world was, which was physical first, branch first, digital was like bolted on as an ad hoc to the traditional growth model. But now when you start flipping the model upside down to where digital first leads the way and the physical world supports the digital, that is very scary. You're literally flipping people's worlds upside down. So courage and commitment are really needed. And that comes through this, the, 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 the ideas of strategic planning. And I think the third opportunity 
is, is developing and building confidence. As you move forward and make progress along the digital growth journey, don't try to boil the ocean. Don't take on too much. Look at Look at the world through a lens of 90 days, not three to five years. Because when we shorten the, the horizon line, we can then measure progress, the progress that we're making on this journey and not the perfection or what we still have to do because that's where we just get stuck in the circle of chaos and that sense of overwhelmment. That's great perspective. Thanks for sharing. I wanted to pick out one of those things and in particular, one of those opportunities you described was clarity. Mm. So can I ask you what are one or two of those examples? How does an organization create clarity? Can you add a, a little detail there? Training and education uh, is, is one of the biggest clarity builders. And if I was to say like hone that down even further and make it even more practical, what do we need to gain clarity around? The digital consumer buying journey. Um, and the reason for that is we see this time and time again through our diagnostics and our industry studies, 85% of financial brands have not documented digital consumer journeys. Maybe they've dabbled in it. Uh, but when you don't know how a person shops, you don't know how a person buys financial products, uh, and maybe you do as the individual, but the organization as, as a whole doesn't, that creates that, that circle of chaos internally. So the consumer journey has to be at the heart. It comes back to defining digital growth. Everything has to be centered around the digital consumer journey of awareness, consideration, purchase, and then adoption, and then ultimately advocacy, activating the members that, that have the potential to not only be a net promoter, but ask them for the rating, ask them for the review, ask them for the referral. I just asked you a question about clarity. It was excellent. In fact, I found it very clear. Thanks for being, <laughs> adding great clarity to the question, to the response on clarity. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, James, uh, 2019 and 2020 has been an incredibly big year for you and the Digital Growth Institute with the launch of several new and exciting projects. Congratulations on the success of the launch of your book, Banking on Digital Growth, the Strategic Marketing Manifesto to Transform Financial Brands, and the launch of your podcast. I'm sure listeners want to know more. Uh, so congratulations on uh, the success of these projects. Tell us more. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Um, We've already, the book is already in the hands of thousands of financial brand marketing teams, their sales team, their leadership teams uh, around the world. And I, I didn't have any expectations when writing the book beyond, I just wanted to help elevate this entire industry. Uh, I, I started writing this book in May of 2019. We wrapped it up in January of 2020. And then this little thing called COVID comes along and we hit the pause button actually on, on launching it, which was supposed to have been in April. But then mm -hmm. my publisher was like, you got to get this thing out to market. People need this, to your point, this clarity. And so I, th that's why I wrote it. It's just to provide everything that I know to download my brain uh, into as many financial brand marketing teams, sales teams, leadership teams, and the response is just, it's been overwhelming. And I think the second, the follow-up to that is the podcast. The podcast is the extension of the book, both from just allowing me to continue to teach um, at scale, uh, but then to also 
interview those who are making progress along their own digital growth journeys or those who are helping others. And, and I think to me, once again, knowledge, education, insight is at the heart of taking the first steps on digital growth. That's awesome. Congratulations again. Thanks, what, is, uh, what is the name of your podcast? Just to share with everybody. So just like the book, uh, Banking on Digital Growth. <laughs> All right. I knew that. I just want to make sure listeners do. So check that out, listeners. I think you'll enjoy his perspective he brings and then the guests that he brings on as well. Uh, we're also excited about this year's Q School of Strategic Marketing. In the nature of assuring the safety of our attendees, instructors, and staff, we have shifted this year's school from an on-site program to a virtual program that offers blended learning with structured flexibility. This school is about transforming the way you do business to give you the skills and insights to help your organization move forward to provide clarity. Just as James said, education and training is key. Now, for the school attendees, or participants can expect to participate in live classroom sessions, on-demand learning videos, large and small group facilitated group discussions, focus assignments, and even one-on-one -on -one office hours with instructors. How neat is that? All students will leave the school with an action plan customized for each individual to support the needs of their team and their organization. You'll also attain the Q Certified Strategic Marketing Executive Designation, or CSME, by attending, participating, and generating the action plan. James Cuse is excited to have you and Amy Herbig. She was a recent guest on the Cuse podcast. Well, we're excited to have you return as instructors of the Cuse School of Strategic Marketing. You know, it's been a pleasure working with Amy and the collaboration, I think, between us, you know, being able to start and finish each other's sentences and build on uh, both our areas of focus and expertise. It's something that elevates a credit union that attends cues. And in this new format, I'm looking forward to it because we do get that one-on-one -on -one time. That's something that we've never been able to do. I mean, this is, I think, it'll be my third year back of, of working with uh, work, working with Qs. And to me, that's going to be a very, very special component to that way we can start to dig into a credit union's unique situation and provide some very personalized recommendations to help them move forward with confidence. Yeah, it's, it's also a great opportunity to connect with like-minded marketing peers, helping generate new ideas and tactics to implement at your own credit union. It's been fun to partner with credit union marketing executives, operations and finance executives. Presidents have been there, CEOs, EVPs and branch executives and more. They found it a very valuable experience. We're looking forward to delivering this structured flexibility virtual format to support our members and our members for more information about the Q's School of Strategic Marketing and how to register, visit cues.org slash S-O-S-M. All right, James, I want to be respectful of your time, but before you go, I want to thank you for your contribution to the greater credit union industry. You are certainly an individual that has your foot on the accelerator and also values growth and learning and training. I appreciate your energy, your enthusiasm, your focused content, as well as that quality of the delivery of your content, which is which is important. It's always great connecting with you. Thank you for being such a fun, enthusiastic guest on today's show and sharing your insights with Q's Podcast Nation. We hope you enjoyed the interview with James Robert Lay. I know I did. 
Amy Herbig, CEO of the BA Group, and James Robert Lay are the instructors of the Virtual Q School of Strategic Marketing. The school incorporates engaging videos, live virtual classroom sessions, action assignments, and weekly one-on-one time with your instructors all during the month of September. It offers great flexibility to best support you into this challenging time as you manage both your work schedule and family schedule, participate in the school while developing a personalized action plan to help you and your organization. And you will earn the prestigious Q's Certified Strategic Marketing Executive designation. For more information on how to register, visit Q's.org slash SOSM. Don't forget, we want you to be part of the 100th episode. We want to hear your voice, and so does the rest of Q's Podcast Nation. In a moment, I'm going to give you a call-in number to leave a message. Tell us your name, your organization, why you like listening to the show, and what question you would like answered. We'll endeavor to include and answer your question in the 100th anniversary show. We'll also enter you in a drawing for a pair of Bluetooth earbuds. Call now at one 800 252 2664 extension 322 that number again 1-800-252-2664 extension 322 if you're a Q's member you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development visit cues.org membership to learn more Cues is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Cues can help you realize your potential, visit cues.org today.